No, no, it's true. And, and, you know, it's, you know, people don't really know the backstory. We haven't really shared it much, but, you know, we had our, our official business meeting in early January of this year, and we literally locked ourselves in a hotel room for four days. And basically, um, all the numbers were out there. Everything was outed, the good, the bad, and the ugly to get down to the bottom line to see if this partnership would work. And, uh, you know, asking somebody to move across country who was running a seven figure successful business and to change the way of life to merge into another seven figure business is very challenging. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Steven Peterson. Hey, wanted to talk a few moments about some sponsors. Scope from Seller Labs, um, when's the last time you created a listing, right? And when you create that listing, you've got to come up with the keywords, right? It's all keyword dependent. I don't care if it's uh, private label or wholesale. You've got to get it right. Well, what's the best way to get it right? If you're selling a similar product that's really successful, you go and you take and use their keywords. And that's what Scope does for you. It's a phenomenal tool brought to you again by Seller Labs, the leaders in technology uh, when it comes to Amazon right now. They are just crushing it with all their products. But Scope allows you to get that listing right. Get ranked for those keywords as fast as possible. Therefore, you get the sales. So, Go to sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum. Save a little bit of money. Get some free keywords to test. Try it out and see if you see an improvement. If you don't, adjust. What's cool about what I love about uh, Seller Labs is that you then message and say, hey, I didn't get this right, Tyler. Hey, Jeff, this isn't working right. What am I doing wrong? And boom you're going to get the help you need. And that's what you're going to get from Seller Labs. And, and it's a very special group. They've been very, I've been very fortunate to be connected with them. And again, I look over time, they've delivered every single time. You know, same thing I can say for Karen from Solutions for E-Commerce. I mean, she's been carrying my account for a couple of years now, um, and our account, my wife and I, and she really does handle things for us. Um, I mentioned uh, just last week, we created a new listing with forget how many variations. But again, all the flat files uploaded, done as I needed. I pop in, so she'll send me a template, I pop in some information, and then boom, it's handled. Oh wait, these pictures weren't done right, blah, blah, blah. This UPC needs it, boom, modified, adjusted. And again, the communication's been phenomenal too. I get an email pack saying, hey, this was done, or this, you're missing this, Steve. Hey, you gotta do this. So, you know, we have those challenges too. And that's why I like working with somebody who's been doing it, and been doing it for a long time. Did you know Karen also does listings for eBay? Yep, lots of them. So if you want to build out that channel, which of course you should, it's Q4, you should be selling everywhere you can, um, Karen can help you with that too. So you got to tell her I've sent you. So you're going to go to solutions for e-commerce forward slash momentum. You're going to save 50 bucks every single month. You're going to save that $50. But more importantly, you're going to get an inventory health report. Um, did you just get hit with monthly long-term storage fees? Well, guess what? If you haven't, they're coming. You want to get that inventory right, and she can help you with that. You got to tell her I sent you. Again, solutions, the number four, e-commerce forward slash momentum will get you into that. Save the 50 bucks. Get that inventory health report, though. That's really, really important. Get that going right away. And I don't want to miss my coach when it comes to retail orb or online orb. When I have a question, and I do, not that we don't we don't really do much of it anymore, but when I do have a question, I go to Gay Lisby. Because why? Because she's really... She is a coach. I mean, she's really phenomenal, but she also puts out a daily list and you're going to get that list five days a week. You're going to get tons of leads. The number of uh, 
agreed to amount that you're supposed to get, she, she usually gets to those in the four days. And then the fifth day seems to be a bonus most of the time. Phenomenal group, small amount of uh, buyers where this list is going to. And the best thing is the nuggets that you learn. Hey, why is the red one better than the blue one? Gate can help you with those questions. I saw, hey, I got, um, I got a, the dreaded letter about a brand. Here's the, here's the way you approach it. Hey, receipts, um, how do you, what's the best practice? I saw her leading instructions, teaching me, the accountant, how to do a better job with it. And it's phenomenal. So it's Gay Lisby's um, a million dollar selling. Um, I'll have the link in here. You've got to use um, the, my, my link, and, and it does help me. I don't want to say it that way, but um, it's part of Amazing Freedom with Andy Slamins, Lee Ron, Hirsch Korn, and Nate Slamins. So you know you can trust them. Okay, so come out to the website, take a look at it, and you will get uh, savings, and you can get two weeks free right now. Only through my link, you get two weeks free. Try it. You don't like it? I get it. Back off. But right now is the time to make money. Get cash flow going right now. And so join, you get two weeks free. The only way you're going to get the two weeks free is if you use my link. It's on this episode. Come on out and give it a try. You will not be disappointed. Again, you're going to see me in there. So reach out if I can help you too. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 349, Jason Clark. Man, oh man, I'm so excited to have him back on. It's been a long, long time. Wait till you hear how long it's been since I had him on. I, I can't believe it. I mean, both him and I both were like, really? Because uh, we've seen each other so many times around the country. Very inspiring um, and very inspiring for two reasons. Um, the What was true two and a half years ago, I guess I let it out of the bag, is still true today. And it's even more true. It's emphasized. And I think this is a good example of what can be when you put your head down and do the work. Don't get sidetracked. Don't see the shiny object. You just put your head down, do the work. Know you're going to hit it on some rocks every so often and you know, ooze your boo-boos and move on, right? And just keep going and going and going and build that network even stronger. And uh, we get into some details here that I think are really going to help you. It's a neat place that I'm seeing a few business people willing to do. Um, and Jason's a great example of it. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. I'm very, very excited, double very excited about um, this guest. It's a return guest. And what blows me away when I went to look, and I always go back and look, and you know, when was the last time we talked? It was in May of 2016. So two plus years ago, episode 99, Jason Clark. Welcome back, Jason. Stephen, I cannot believe it's been that long. It seems like it was yesterday. And uh, congratulations to you. I can't believe you're several hundred episodes in. Uh, what, what number are we up to today? Uh, you know, I just don't know because I do them a little in advance. So it's 340 something, maybe three, so 350. Wow. I mean, it's, it's gotta be close to that. Isn't that crazy? Millions of downloads. I've been very, very fortunate. I'm, I'm, I'm very humbled by it. I am. I'm very humbled. Well, it's, uh, anybody who's been uh, in the e-commerce world for the last couple of years, uh, you're definitely a go-to, uh, there's so much wealth of information on your podcast that I've been fortunate enough to help myself scale from being guest 99 to being number you know, 340 or whatever now. So uh, without your uh, podcast, I probably wouldn't uh, be where I am today. So thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, congratulations to all your success. That's very kind of you. Um, so let's go back to number 99. Here we go. This is my, and I write these headlines or these titles, right? These episode titles based on what I get from um, the episodes, things that I take away and things that have stuck with me. And I think everybody has something to offer. But here are the key points that I had back then. 
solid work ethic. I made a formula. This is a formula, Jason. Get ready. This is math. We're okay. going to have to do math. Okay. Solid work ethic with some smarts and a growing network equals results. Now, two plus years ago, right? Two and a half years ago almost. That's what I said. And so let's go through it right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us through and I'm going to stop at one of them. Solid work ethic. Anybody who watches Jason, anybody who's read anything he's written has always seen his solid work ethic. What's the number that you look at? What's that one number you use? The 1%, be 99% better than your competitors, outwork 99% of everybody around you. And that should get you to a successful business. Okay, so two and a half years later, that formula has been true. I've watched him. I've seen him around the country. We've met Renny. He's been to my warehouse. We've been around. And that has not changed, 100%. So for two and a half years, I thought this was going to be easy. I thought you were going to be sitting on a beach sipping margaritas. No, solid work ethic. Okay, now let's go on. Smarts. You know, one of the things that I appreciate about Jason is um, you are willing to admit that you don't know everything, that others have something to offer and you're willing to take advice. You're actually out seeking advice and or learning. Fair? A hundred percent fair. You have to. You have to. It's uh, um, It doesn't matter if you're an expert in a field. Become an expert in another field. Diversify. Um I've been I've been humbled so many times by mm. brand new resellers in the game that Isn't that so uh, true. That's so well, true. You know, you know, they look up to people like yourself or or your friends and myself and uh, and they ended up uh, they end up telling you a small piece of information and helping you to actually move the needle of your seven figure company. It's crazy. So it's a hundred percent true. It's a hundred percent true that that you know, and it, it bothers me a little bit when somebody's like, Oh, I'm not a big seller. I'm like, dude, I'm a part time seller. Been a part-time seller. I don't plan on changing that, okay? Uh, I've been selling for a long time, but I have no clue on a whole bunch of things. You have something to offer, and your perspective from where you come from. That's one of the cool things. Like We're both in the green room, and it's, it's very cool to see some of the backgrounds and what they bring. It brings perspective. Would you agree? Yes, it does. It's um, Perspective is very, very important. You have to have it. Uh, if you don't, I think it's a very easy way to get smacked right in the face when you don't expect it. So um, just always be open to learning a new perspective from somebody else. Uh, I think it really helps you out, not, as a, not only as a business owner, but as a person. All right. Let's add the last piece of that formula. The, probably the most important piece. Okay. So solid work ethic, very important. Don't want to downplay it. Being smart, very important. However, you can hire smart too. So I don't want to downplay that yet. You can hire people and you should hire people smarter than you. It's not hard <laughs> to find smarter than me. Um, but this is probably the most important. I think you would agree to this growing network. This was two and a half years ago. You were saying this, how true is it today? Nothing has changed. Uh, I mean, basically the show's over, Stephen, we can shut it down. It's yeah. identical. Yeah, nothing, you're right. Nothing has changed. We just answered all the things. If you want to be successful did, in e-commerce, that's it. Solid work ethic, get smart or hire smart, and then build your network, and you'll have the results, period. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that's big. That's literally the biggest thing I did this year was hire somebody uh, smart to join the team, and I'm sure we'll get into that real soon. Yeah, and, and, and I want to take it because there are two big plays you made this past year, big plays, not little plays. Um, and I, I don't know if they both fit in the 12 months. I think they both fit in the calendar 12 months. And in two different places, Toys R Us and Bonton. And I know mm -hmm. there have been a lot of other things, and I don't want to miss them. But this is these are two 
big plays, right? Is that a fair way to say it? Uh, bigger than most people realize. Yeah, bigger than most people realize. And what's cool to me is what you learned at Toys R Us, you applied at Bonton. Again, that's where I go back to being smart is that, hmm, we learned some things. And so we mixed up our game a little bit. We changed it. And then we brought more people in. So what I'm talking about here is Jason made a mega uh, run at Toys R Us. And you bought, do you, do you know how many states you went to? Well, I, we had uh, four different teams out there and I wasn't, I'm usually, uh, I'm a big logistics person, but, uh, my business partner, uh, Jonathan Cleeter is excellent in logistics as well. So, um, I let him, uh, I, I he wanted to take the lead on that and we agreed that that would be the, uh, okay. I'll get right that when I get, do. when so, I have him back on, we'll uh, dig deeper in that. I don't know, probably 15. I don't know. When, and we got to get to the Jonathan story. I mean, I wanted to get there, but um, to 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 figure out what that is, and we're talking scaled. We're talking six-figure purchases, um, you know, all throughout, buying at different levels. Dollar cost averaging, is that a fair way to say it too? Uh, absolutely. We definitely made those plays. Mm-hmm. So uh, what that means is that they were buying some things at $10 and then they bought some things at $5. And so therefore, if they only bought one of each, they're... 750 is their cost, right? So they make their money. And so when you can buy and you can start buying volume and you start getting the benefit of all those different things, you can you can bring the prices down um, and overall you make money. So just want to make sure we get that. That's a very important play when one of these big chains goes out of business. Um, how do you how do you not, though, consider I you said uh, how many states did you say? I lost. I want to guess 15. All right. So 15 uh, if, states. That means yeah. a lot of stores. But there are still hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more stores that you didn't get to, that all that inventory was going to also get thrown in to the mix, potentially. Mm -hmm. How do you get past that fear right there? You know what I'm talking about, where it's like, geez, I'm going to sink six plus figures Mm -hmm. into inventory that, quite frankly, could be readily available all across the country and people could be buying it at my price or even a little bit cheaper. Well, I think you, well, one comes with experience. Uh, you know, this is my fourth full-time year on the Amazon platform. Um, two, know your data, meaning know the product. Um, three, know the season. If that product or those uh, products were seasonal, okay. obviously Toys R Us is heavily seasonal. With uh, So there's a lot you avoided up. then? Uh, actually, no, there's not much we did avoid, to be <laughs> honest. Um you know, if if, uh, if it's Halloween tomorrow, I'm selling pumpkins today. You know, so uh, you had different just, liquidators in your case too. Is one of the things we found out with Toys R Us is that they use different liquidators, and you had some different opportunities than we did. It was very interesting because I've seen <laughs> some of the communication about pricing and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, were were you able to negotiate better pricing based on volumes that you guys were buying? Yeah, you, you know, it, it's kind of a misconception, at least in retail store closings uh, with these at least these larger ones because they are bitted up and by some of these bigger companies to run these um, liquidations and they are very corporate and they're kind of run by the book so there is a little bit of wiggle room particularly on fixtures but there's really not a lot of wiggle room uh, generally at all until the last uh, couple of days on occasion you might find somebody to play ball a week out but usually no in the last Um, couple of days you're not scaling in the last couple of days, it's scraps, it's what's left, and you know you'll take what you can get. But that's not a scale 
what you were talking about. What you were doing is you were buying scaled in those states, correct? We were, and, and I, I, and you, you had mentioned the last couple of days being scraps. You could say it's scraps, but if you have enough logistics and in, in data and team in play and, and information, then I don't really call it scraps. I call it shovels. Um, you may be <laughs> shoveling scraps, but you're shoveling um, because you know, you know, getting something for almost free, the the risk is minimal. Yeah, you're down um, to a penny. You're not even at ten cents on the dollar. You're below that. I mean, I agree mm-hmm. with you there. I mean, you're way, 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 way down. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you uh, brought uh, a big team member in um, to help with this. How did that? Who started the conversation? I think it was actually me a couple of years ago. Uh, became friends with uh, Jonathan Cleeter a couple of years the ago. The Lego just, King. The Lego Kingpin, everybody, and he uh, it's still true. He, he may not stuff. be involved that much in Lego anymore because he's busy. Uh, helping us scale our company, but, uh, make no mistake. He, he knows more he about knows it than stuff. probably anybody I know. So, uh, but yeah, bringing him in was huge. Uh, it was probably me. Um, you know, I was scaling, running a company by myself. And as you know, that can be very hard, uh, personally on your time, on your personal life. And there's only 24 hours a day. I think I mentioned that on your, on the last show. And that doesn't change for a five figure seller or a seven figure seller. And you need to have quality of life. So you need you need help. And Jonathan's amazing. And our relationship was just always good. Very, very smart. Um, we're, we're kind of opposites, which are good. Oh, and we'll bad. talk about that because I, yeah. I think that that's one of those things that um, I just had somebody on, um, Andrew Mavriganis, and he's a number two at a company. He knows okay. it. That's what he wants to be. He's great at it. He's a lawyer, but he's he's a number two. He's running operations for a company um, because it fits his lifestyle. And I got a message from somebody today saying thank you. They listened to the episode twice because it was what he needed to hear. Because he's like privately, he sent this note. Sorry, I'm not going to call you out who you are. Said I, I think I'm a number two. And I'm like, I get it. I'm a number mm-hmm. two. I, I my, myself, Steve here is saying I'm a mm-hmm. number two. I've always been a number two in the companies that I work for in corporate. I never wanted to be number one. I don't like it. I don't like gotcha. the, the, the stuff. So what are the skill sets? Because I think people see it as a failure if you're a number two. And it's like, I always think of Gary Vee saying the top seven guy, the first seven hires at Google make a heck of a lot more money than anybody else on the planet pretty much, <laughs> right? Correct. So, so what is it that isn't a failure for somebody to be a number two. Well, I, I mean, I don't consider Jonathan a number two, and I know you weren't saying that, but you know what um, I mean. Basically, they're walking away from their business and coming in to work in your business or partnering up with you, but give, kind of giving up the solo life to work with somebody. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Well, you started it off in the uh, podcast here about, you know, one person or anything, knowing everything and networking. Well, Jonathan became my business partner because of networking and networking with him. And it didn't matter how big that I got. There's, I could not know everything. Mm-hmm. I could not handle everything. So I needed to bring on somebody to fill in the holes, to fill in the things that was an expert at the things that I didn't know. So Jonathan complimented me as a business person. And to some degree, I knew things that he didn't, that I was an expert in and complimented him. So you put two pieces of Swiss cheese together, but if you line them up right, you don't see any holes. Mm, that's such a well put phrase. Um, Cause I think about, you know, he was running a pretty good logistics operation down there. You have a lot of SKUs. You're moving a lot of SKUs, especially if you're buying a bunch of stuff from Toys R Us, you're moving a whole bunch of new SKUs through. 
And so bringing that together, there's not a big learning curve, right? I mean, it's not like he couldn't, he, when he got to Vegas, I mean, he was ready to work. He was. Uh, I mean, that, was that's a big work, deal. Yeah. I mean, that's it was a, a huge deal. deal. It's a huge mental, uh, it was a mental break for me. It was wonderful. So, um, you know, I, th- that's, and that's part of the value that he came to the team with is knowing that he could basically just jump on a moving train. And he did. And it's been amazing. And he can jump on um, without you staring over his shoulders. I mean, I think that's part of the relationship, too, is you already had confidence in him, right? You had some tweaking to do, but you already had confidence in him. Well, I I have to laugh, Stephen, because I'm actually in my home office and Jonathan's uh, office, his desk is literally in front of me where I stare over his shoulder. (laughs) Oh, you do stare (laughs) over his shoulder. Oh, dude, I'm sorry, Jonathan. I apologize. So, uh, but no, uh, no, not at all. It's, I don't, I don't stare over his shoulder and, uh, often I need him to come over and stare over my shoulder and make sure I'm not screwing it up for, for him and for everybody else that we employ. And, uh, yeah, so now it's definitely not that type of relationship, nor, nor do I want that. So let me make, let me see this. Andy Slamans, my friend says there were two key parts to his business. The first was when he brought his nephew in, Nathan, into his Mm -hmm. business, gave him half of his business. His business more than doubled, tripled, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they bring in Yoda, as I call him, Leron, who's smarter (laughs) than all of us, and their business just continues to explode. Would you say, and be honest, I'm looking for real honesty here, because this is a point where I think people are getting to. Right now, I see this, you see this out there. There's a definite, there's a buzz out there about this. Would you say that this past year, that you're because your business has grown pretty exponential, would mm-hmm. you credit the hiring of Jonathan and his ego is going to go right through the roof? But the hiring of a key talent, let's call it that, and now uh, his ego is even going to get better. He's going to get a shirt made saying "key talent." But but do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> would you say that that was the biggest pivot, and your business for for the explosion in your business is that is that fair? I, I, there, I think there's a saying where it says, always hire somebody smarter than you. I mm-hmm. did, or I joined with Jonathan smarter than me. Jonathan's always been smarter than me, and I told him that 20 times. Um, he's very humble. I, he's, and he's low. He doesn't speak a lot. He's quiet. But he's, yeah, it's, he knows. He's, he, he knows. And, and, and no matter what happens in the future with me, without me, Jonathan, uh, you know, Jonathan will be extremely successful. Um, he brings a uniqueness to the table that I don't have. He's very humble. I'm very, um, loud and obnoxious sometimes and, and very, um, uh, emotional. I wear my emotions on my sleep. He is what I, I call him the moderator. He'll just mm-hmm. sit there and listen, absorb it. He's a sponge. He'll, and then he'll slowly coming out and he'll, he's the voice of reason. And he, he walks me off the ledge a lot. And, uh, that is one of the key, reasons why I wanted to work with him on a day-to-day basis. We do not agree every day. Uh, we did not expect that to happen, nor do we want that. Uh, but uh, he is a massive asset and um, uh, is definitely the best decision I have made since deciding to go into business full-time. And in, in fairness, again, I want, you to, I want you to commit to this, that one of the reasons that your business has been able to grow as, as quickly and as large as it has is because of hiring talent. Absolutely. Okay. Um, All right. So, yeah. so what I want to get to though is, other people are thinking about this, right? They're sitting mm-hmm. there saying, "How do they? How do you give up control? Because that means you bring in somebody smart. Guess what? They don't get to use their smarts. They're not going to stick around, right? So it's very important Correct. that you got to give up control. You do. 
And me, I'm a control freak. I'm, I was a controller mm-hmm. for a long time, right? And so mm-hmm. how do you give that stuff up, Jason? It's hard. Uh, you know, I'm a very, uh, you know, I feel I can do it all and I know I could, but there's only so much time in a day and it's just not worth it. You basically have to commit and say you, you are not the boss. You, you're a shared boss and uh, you need to share in the decisions. And uh, it's hard some days. And, and we, we go at it sometimes like, like any good partnership does. And I am equally as fault, if, probably more at fault than uh, I'm wrong more than he is probably. But it's hard. It's very hard. Think about is it, it like a marriage? You know, I, is, it like a, is, it, is it like that? I mean, where you have to put in uh, to, uh, to see a working relationship like that? It, it's worse than a marriage because there's uh, some benefits you don't get with business partnership, <laughs> but, but uh, that that other kind of love. But uh, um, no, it is. It's a complete relationship. It is. It is literally a marriage. Um, and I think if you don't uh, play fair, uh, it will turn into a divorce, uh, just like a regular marriage. And uh, you've seen it. I've seen it. And hopefully that that never turns out to be so the you, case. You just have to pay attention to it. It's a very important. So again, all right. So. I want people to think about this. We have seen talent, uh, Jonathan's talent, right? And so there are examples that we've seen those outliers. We've seen those people who were out there. Listen to my show. You're going to hear several hundred of them. Mm-hmm. And I met a guy, I was thinking about this earlier um, before a call um, at Resonate. Uh, Jeff uh, uh, from Seller Labs introduced me mm-hmm. to him. Um, it's a Resonate conference. And he was running his own Amazon business and doing really well and answering logistic questions for people. And finally, this company from California said, look, dude, we need you. And they brought him out there to run their, his mm-hmm. legit, I haven't had him on the show yet. I'm going to soon. It's I mean, but this is a really big seller that said, okay, I'm giving up my business and going to work for somebody. Um, he isn't failing. He's, he has his line mm-hmm. in the sand saying, my family is this, 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 and this. These are the absolutes. And they bent for him because he's that much of a talent for mm-hmm. their business to get to that next level. And yep. I think that people have to pay attention to that. Um, and if you see somebody and they have talent, don't, you know, I think of Bob Steele, you know, like that yeah. dude. He could do anything for anybody. Anybody, Bob's that company amazing. that let him go, they are mm-hmm. fools because he had it. That would be a guy you would hire, right? I mean, so so I just want people to start thinking about that, that if there's another way to grow your business and it doesn't have to come on your back. Now, the challenge is you got to pony up. You know, this has to work, right, Jason? This isn't cheap. And Jonathan's not cheap, right? This jo- talent Jonathan, cost. No, no, it's true. And, and you know, it's, you know, people don't really know the backstory. We haven't really shared it much. But, you know, we had our, our official business meeting in early January of this year. And we literally locked ourselves in a hotel room for four days. And basically, um, all the numbers were out there. Everything was outed, the good, the bad, and the ugly, to get down to the bottom line to see if this partnership would work. And, uh, you know, asking somebody to move across country who was running a seven-figure successful business and to change the way of life to merge into another seven-figure business is very challenging. And, you know, luckily, we were friends before, and we really – made sure that the partnership agreement was in the best interest of both of us. And there were concessions that I added without him even asking for and vice versa, just to show good faith. You know, he, he wanted to make sure that it was a good deal for myself as well as me adding it for him. And, uh, it was not easy. Um, I can tell you right now, you know, I, I've worked for, you know, major banking corporations and had been in boardrooms and things like that and under real corporate pressure. And that was the exact same feeling that I had after four days 
very frazzled, but it needed to be done. These are two people's lives that have businesses that technically neither one of us needed each other, but we wanted to put the puzzle together to make a prettier picture. Well, one plus one doesn't equal two, correct? Correct. Yeah. See, that's the key right there. One plus one doesn't equal two. So, you know, yeah, you could grow it. You could, you could do it, but it all comes at your cost of you. Now, together, you guys can do it, and it's different. And it is different working with somebody. How different is it, especially on the top-line decision-making and those things? Isn't it nice to have somebody to talk to about that stuff? It, it is. Uh, you know, I mean, when you're talking about top-line, you know, that's obviously the you know, it's the foundation of your business because you don't, you don't have any, uh, you have any sales, you're done. (laughs) So you, you have to, you have to work at that. And, um, you know, I'm going to make mistakes and I need him. He's like a brother, you know, he, he's, uh, going to have my back and, uh, you know, and when you have talented people on board and, and they should not come cheap, um, talent does not fall off the truck. And um, he has my back and vice versa. Um, It it takes a lot of the pressure off. You know, we do wholesale when you're spending 10, 20, you know, $30,000 on one SKU. You know, I run everything gets run through the both of us. And even if he doesn't care, I want that backup decision from him because I will make mistakes like anybody else. And it could be a costly one. So thank God I have somebody with his talent and, and his smarts to sit there and bounce uh, bounce the ideas back and forth. Well, the other thing is he brings his perspective. Again, as we talked about earlier, perspective is so important. And he's already been a seller for such a long time. That perspective he brings um, to the table. And again, there's no learning curve. It's immediate. It's like, hey, Jason, I've done that, and here's what we did. Or here's how to do it, mm-hmm. and here's this. That's a big deal. Again, and you have to pay for it. Um, I hope more people think about this stuff. Because the other opportunity is, you know, even just sharing warehouse space in different places like that. And, and you get to see people's work ethic. Those kind of mm-hmm. things that you can reduce cost and take advantage um, of opportunities, I just think are so important. All right. So let's go on. Because Toys R Us wasn't good enough. I mean, you guys killed it. You crushed it. You Scrape the ever? bottom. Yeah, you scrape ever, the bottom. Steven? No. And then all of a sudden, I get a message saying, Stephen, we're coming to your warehouse. Uh, we need some space to uh, do some things. Could you send some pallets mm-hmm. to Vegas for me? Mm-hmm. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, of course, right? Mm-hmm. I appreciate um, it. And <laughs> so what happens is this truck backs in and it's full. It's full and full. But it's not just Jason. Who else was with you? Well, we had um, our existing staff. Of course, we had Jonathan there, and we had other people. We had a um, Jason Sloan and Karen, friends that we the professor, through, the professor, prof sales, everybody, um, and who we had met through networking in the green room. And I know you you wanted to talk about networking and mm-hmm. these partnerships um, with Jason and Karen. It worked out great for them. It worked out great for us. It was kind of like bringing on Jonathan. We wanted to work with people that we knew, people that were available, people that we liked and respected, and were uh, wanted to work with us and to solve this logistics problem. And when you ask people to go on the road for weeks, let alone a month, that list gets real short real quick. And we were extremely fortunate to have them work with us. And what was even better 
is are such fun people and we had so much fun and so many laughs so so staying at airbnbs and 1890s farmhouses for weeks and traveling the country and putting together lo- logistics and, and the good the bad and the ugly and really just getting in there and grinding and learning some skills from them and helping them in, in, in uh, skills that they need for their amazon and even ebay business and things like that so uh, it was wonderful and it was we could not have done it without them to the level of success that we did. So we're super grateful and they're still working with us, which is outstanding. And we're just, uh, we're, we're the top happy. Again, not the learning curve, right? I mean, they, I'm sure there was some, right? Because they're a little bit newer to Amazon, but they still knew how to do things, right? And so having that and then having, what I also like is, again, a different perspective. They come from a different part of the country, right? Mm-hmm. So they're buying yep. different things, right, for their business. Mm-hmm. And so they can also see stuff from a different point of view. And being willing to accept those points of view, that's a maturity issue, Jason. I'm not so sure I'm good at that. I mean, I think about it with my boys sometimes. I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, you know, I don't like, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, they're right. And I don't like being wrong, you know, and it's hard. And so having that, how do you, especially with, you know, I guess, you're not all type A's, I guess I shouldn't say it that way, but no. you're all smart and you all know what you're doing. So, you know, that, does that get challenging? Oh, absolutely. And that, yeah, it's pretty, you don't want all, you don't want a whole bunch of type A's in a room that can yeah. get ugly real quick. Yeah. Um, no, it's, uh, no, but, uh, it, it's challenging. Of course it's challenging. You know, we were very fortunate that they're both extremely smart people and, you know, as far as that learning curve for them, I would say by day four, they pretty much had everything down that we had asked them, uh, to do for us. And, uh, at that point, um, you know, they were great and they, they brought ideas and suggestions to the team and, um, it worked out great for us. So it was a win-win. We can't forget Julie and Julie is another, uh, seller, a Canadian friend who is, uh, I've had on the show, a phenomenal seller, um, also has different perspectives and, and, and did a lot of the heavy lifting too. So I don't want to miss that because, uh, I don't want to get in trouble there. Um, all right, <laughs> so would. let's just keep talking. Yeah, I know I would. So let's just keep talking about this. So, so what I what I again I want to go back to the formula at the beginning of the show we talked about here, solid work ethic. How how many states was Bonton? Well, well, where did you start? Where did you guys start? Right, it was Iowa. Right. Iowa. You know, I, I never did count the store. Well, it doesn't just, matter. It was Iowa, right? Though, right? We, we, we made purchases from 123 locations. <laughs> 123 locations. And, I mean, it's not like they were buying, you know, this crazy stuff. I mean, it was just normal stuff that sells. Normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Normal stuff that sells. Um, again, you weren't able to make giant you weren't getting giant concessions from these liquidators, right? Zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. But because you knew what you were buying and they gave mm-hmm. you access to buy it, I think that's the big advantage there, right? You got access to it, scan away, do whatever, mm-hmm. you know, no no limits there where everybody else is secretive. This isn't done that way. And so at the 110th store, how easy is it, was it for you guys to just go in and say, this, 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 this? I mean, it's like, is it rote at that point? Uh, it's probably wrote by the 15th store. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's wrote it, it. It gets harder in one way because it's monotonous, but it does get easier in other ways. But, you know, I, I do want to preface that um, doing things like that can be very costly because it's really easy to go out there and buy a lot of goods. Um, and if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know the brands, you don't know the products, you can uh, step, end step up with a, a warehouse there. full of stuff, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know we always end up with with X amount of SKUs that just it's just kind of like you know 
what's the hot toy for Q4? You know, you buy 10 of them, one or two is probably not going to work out. You just mm-hmm. have to accept that. So it's the same thing. But luckily for us, we're, we're fairly well capitalized and uh, we know what we're doing in that area. And um, so it's a formality for us. It's just basically plug and play. But that came with about four years of experience. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, it, it can be good. But you definitely have to put I, it, the first couple of times I did something like that. I did not do very well. I did OK, mm. but it was just probably about as much as I could do at a, at a normal retail location. But this is where time and skills and really the data, the data is important. We put in yeah. several months of data and logistics well in advance. So this isn't, hey, you know, uh, Toys R Us is going out tomorrow. Let's just go start scanning. It, it was much more than that. Well, let's talk about that. What did you learn from Toys R Us that you did differently at Bonton? Well, Toy, Toys R Us was different than any of the stores that I've dealt with in that situation because the nostalgia factor kicked in. And what I mean by that was is early in the um, process of them going under and starting to discount goods, they were flying off the shelf because people just wanted to go there and buy. So it it wasn't as fruitful uh, as, yeah, yeah, as yeah. normal. Uh, so it did change things a little bit. Um, but... Uh, it, T- to me, it really is plug and play because I know the differences. But well, but also here, let me make this point that that selling those collectibles and stuff is easy. Everybody can do it, right? So, so all yeah. the sellers for everything are out there, you know, grabbing mm-hmm. that same junk, right? Video yep. games and stuff. Everybody sells mm-hmm. that stuff. That's sure. not skills. At no. Bonton, I mean, you know, they have very little toys. They have a little bit of toys, but they don't really carry toys. That wasn't their thing. They, they had about much, twelve SKUs of toys. I yeah, that's probably, a much more challenging. Have, yeah. Right, because you're buying clothing and shoes and things like that, much more challenging. It, it is. It, it you know, it's just like if you go to a uh, you know a tire center going out of business and you don't really know tires, it's very Greek to you. You have to put in the work. You have to learn brands. You have to learn is that stuff even good here in the U.S. Maybe it's better to move it on a different platform. Or well, different well how do you do that research? Because I think that's a good point. So you're saying that. How did you do that research in advance? Uh, like I do all my big research, I will fly to an area country and spend mm. days to if not a week there. And really, you, if you want to do big things, you have to really dig in with a big shovel if you want to build that big castle. And I, you got to get out there and you got to put boots on the ground and, and you have to put out money. You got to put in money. You got to figure out, is this going to be worth my time to bring out multiple people to get Penske trucks to spend, you know, six figures of money within a week or a month or however it is. You know, these are not light decisions. You really have to know what you're doing. Um, yeah, maybe you're lucky. Maybe you have one or two stores in town and it may be easy just to drive down there. And hopefully you do. But in, in some of these instances, that was not the case. So, um, if you're, you know, I, I run a successful operation, thankfully. So if I'm going to pull my team on the road for a week or four weeks in a row and know that I'm giving up my existing retail or wholesale operation to do something else, it has to be at least the same of what I thought would come in, but probably significant more. You're asking for your staff to be away from their family. And often that can't be the case. Sometimes you can fly people in during the week, but they have to fly back on the weekend because maybe they have children and things like that. Maybe they have uh, child care and they need to do things like that. So there's a lot of variables when you're dealing with being on the road, not only for yourself, but when you have staff involved. So it's not as easy as it sounds. No, it's it's really not. And what you described, you know, investing, that going and doing the, the groundwork, right? Really seeing if this opportunity is real, Um 
nobody's doing that, Jason, to be honest with you. Very, very few people um, are doing that, hence the reason you're having the success you are. I also just saw that you were in L.A. Um, you went to California for a bit. You're in Vegas normally. Um, what I What I appreciated about it was you were living life, though, too. To me, that's the big joy, isn't it? I mean, that your life is happening and you have a successful business. Isn't that kind of cool? It is, you know, you know, I, my daughter will be graduating high school in 20 Dude, months. Old. Uh, don't, old. don't even start. So it, it's, it's ticking off every day. And I plan to move uh, somewhere in a different part of the country at that time. I just wait, wait for her to go off to college. And so now I'm in the process of looking for an area of the country that I want to spend, uh, you know, the next segment of my life. in. so, you know, I was recently able to fly up to the Oregon area and basically look at housing, look at areas and go from there. And luckily my business afforded me to do that because, you know, Jonathan was here and he was able to mm. keep the wheels turning and our staff is wonderful and they continue to do what they do well. And while I'm there, I might as well do a little bit of business while I'm there and pay for the trip. So very blessed to have that ability to travel like I could come see you tomorrow and pay for that trip just from the experience I have. So what we do is a wonderful thing. When, you know, it's interesting you say that, that Jonathan's there to keep the, the wheels on the bus. Um, how has your role evolved? Because I, I, I would think that, you know, in the past you were the one, you know, creating the to-do list and getting all the mm-hmm. things, making sure we have the goals and we all have a plan and blah, blah, blah. Now, some of that is partially handled by Jonathan, right? How, how, mm-hmm. how different is it for you um, now in, in your new role? Um, a, lo- a lot of the... Uh building as i like to say uh, jonathan does so he he's he's a great builder you know i think jonathan is a great builder of companies and i know he's very young Mm. he's much younger than me but i see him being wildly successful you know by the time he's ready to call it a day and uh he knows how to put things on paper and build so i've had the opportunity to watch him do that and and learn from him so i can you know you segment you say okay you know what is his skills? What is he as great at? What is he better at than me? Move those items over to him. Let him shine in that department for the company and learn while you're while you're at it. And then when he's done, he can present those to myself or the staff and say, hey, this is what we came up with. Let's have a discussion and go from there. So being able to pass off a lot of the decision making to him, uh, it just makes it easy. You know, and um, I can work on building the company or maintaining the company in other areas. I'm always looking six months ahead. And I think any successful business person should be looking six months, if not year or years ahead, because waves are always coming at you. And if you're not looking forward, um, you, you are looking behind you on occasion, you might get you might get a run over there. So we're always looking to pivot because, as you know, with e-commerce, things can move very fast and they get ugly quick. So um being able to go back and forth with him and let him handle, you know, half of those things allows me to be available to put my eyes on things that we're currently working on or other things we kind of want to uh, do in the future. Well, let's talk about this because I want to make sure people hear this too, because they're going to listen to us and say, Oh my God, this is the best thing. Everything's great. And this and that, um, everything isn't great all the time, right, Jason? I mean, everything no. isn't great. Challenge, no. like you call them waves, um, mm-hmm. sometimes they're, <laughs> they're tsunamis, right? I mean, there are challenges coming in, and I see a whole bunch of people suspended, a whole bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing um, when you're working on the business? Is it allowing you to, to sharpen those other areas to make sure they don't get dull and they don't get 
overlooked? I think that's important. Yeah, I mean, you you have to. I mean, you you always have to sharpen your tools, and uh, um, you know, I I think you're as great as your weakest link. You know, you always have to sharpen yourself and your and your teammates as well, you know, and you never know. You know, we we had a staff of six and now we're down to five. Unfortunately, we had to uh, let one of our uh, full time uh, staff go about six or seven weeks ago, which was unfortunate, you know, going into Q4. And it definitely will put a little bit more workload on myself and Jonathan when we should be maybe working on some other things. But um, you have to keep people sharp. You have to cross train, whether it's your prepping staff or even two joint business owners kind of help train or coach each other on the weaknesses that Jonathan has and the weaknesses that I have. So it's just the smart thing to do. You should always sharpen all the tools you have. Everybody should be sharp. Just admitting you have a weakness, I think, is usually a good sign that you're willing to learn, right? So if you know it all, guess what? Nobody's going to teach you anything, right? <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's, that's the way it is, right? Okay, good. You that's know right. It all. And, if, and if you say you know it all, then nobody's going to want to teach anything because they're going to look at you uh, in that way and they're going to be fine. I'm not going to even uh, waste my time with you. So uh, be humble. This relationship with Jonathan has been going on for a couple of years, this, you know, friendship in that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the key is that, you know, if you're thinking about this, somebody who's listening saying, hey, how do I, I mean, because I get people all the time, like, how do I get in groups like you do? And I'm like, you've got to be helpful to people. You got to be friendly to people. You got to put yourself out there and it's hard. Yep. It's hard sometimes, but guess what? You know, you do that and then and with no expectation, I don't ask for anything, but then mm -hmm. you win. Right. And so when you're looking for those relationships, what you want to do is to find not necessarily, like you said, you don't want all type A. So you don't want necessarily mm -hmm. like-minded, mm -hmm. um, maybe smart wise or whatever, or, yeah. you know, knowledge wise, right. You want different mm -hmm. perspectives, I guess, we're back to perspective. Um, but those exist and you just got to put yourself out there and then start developing them now because who knows? I mean, did you think you would be here at this point two and a half years later? I was hopeful. Yeah. Um, but did you think you'd be hiring, you know, this level talent, bringing in a company and that, I mean, did you, did you really? No, I didn't. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of look six months to a year in advance. And uh, so for me to look forward two to three years, say I'm going to partner with a another seven figure seller. That was definitely not on my mental radar. No. Hmm. Very cool. Dude, um, what I want to I want to make sure that we get for people. Well, a couple of things. First off, if you want to reach out to Jason, he's all over Facebook. You know, mm -hmm. if you have a question, you want to follow up with him. He's in the green room. That's another place he posts some stuff. Um, not as much as he used to. He's a little busy, but he'll get back to it. Um, but he does, when he goes on a rant, it's a good rant, and it will inspire <laughs> you. Um, it'll absolutely inspire you. Um, and I'll have a link in this episode. But I want to make sure that we end with value for people um, because this is somebody who a, I admire. I've watched for two and a half years. I've known him more than that, but I've watched him consistently, just no excuses, putting his head down, doing the work, hitting a road bump like everybody else, pivoting, adjusting, figuring it out, adjusting, buying stuff, didn't sell, liquidating stuff, moving on, not buying it again, smarter, right? You get smarter yep. and smarter. Yep. And then, like you said, merging with somebody and, and really taking it to this next level. So I want to think about that seller who's struggling. I've seen a few people stop selling. I'm very hopeful that nobody stops selling. I hope they just get past this hurdle. I've seen a few people's Amazon companies go bankrupt mm -hmm. because of debt. I've mm -hmm. seen some people... Um, 
going back to their full-time job, which is cool. If they realize that they don't want to run a business and they get that out of their system, okay, cool. I'm 100% with you. I love that. But I want to get past that. I want to help that person who's, who's, you know, who's probably started on eBay, grinding out doing the yard sale thing, and then they went to thrift stores, and they've been grinding out, and they started selling on Amazon, and they're having some success, but they're not having the Bonton level success, Jason. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to get to that level, but that confident buying is what I'm looking for. What's the advice that you would give for those people that just haven't hit that stride yet? Well, to to let everybody know on the podcast, I didn't know this question was coming. And while you were going through that, I looked at my whiteboard here and I see a quote that my beautiful uh, 17-year-old daughter wrote on my whiteboard behind my back a month ago. And it says, all limitations are self-imposed. Don't be the person who holds you back from infinite success. So first of all, she's 17. I, 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 taught her well apparently she's giving me advice but basically you know don't you control you yes there's market influences things are going to happen things happen to the most wealthiest people in the world every day expect that it will not be easy at any level ebay poshmark amazon brick and mortar you will have problems it doesn't matter if you're a five-figure seller a seven-figure seller you will have to grind. Some days might not be a grind, but you have to expect this and you have to be realistic with yourself. Also, in the world of e-commerce, there is so much data out there. We're all on computers. Use it. If you like a brand, if you see something in a store, Google it. See what other 50 stores sell it. Maybe you can find a source that sells it cheaper. You're already making profit on it. Now you found another store in your area that you didn't even know that sold that SKU, and they're selling it for 20% cheaper. Take the extra time late at night when things are quiet to research your products that are doing well or brands that you're interested in selling. You'd be shocked at what you'll find. It will blow your mind, and you'll realize you've been driving by that source every single day for years and not collecting that bag of money. So put in the time. I assure you, it is out there everywhere small towns big towns even in different countries so just believe in yourself and work hard oh man all right here we're going back over the formula this is the formula two and a half years later i'm I'm, it still holds true solid work ethic with smarts add to it a growing network and really a very uh a real a talented growing network and you're going to have successful results and jason clark is a great example of that dude you inspire me so much. I'm, I'm very uh, thankful to, uh, to know you and to see you grow and to see you help other people uh, so much. And it's just, it's, it's just really awesome. And, and man, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. I wish you nothing but success. Thank you, Steve. And thanks, everybody. Have a good day and good luck, everybody. What a great guy. Um, it's just so neat to see somebody figure it out and just keep figuring it out and realizing, hey, you know, I can do this on my own or I can do it with others. And guess what? If I'm going to do it with others, I'm going to surround myself with talent. And um, the talent, you know, of Jonathan and Julie and Jason and Karen, um, plus the others on the team, I mean, just phenomenal. That's what it takes. If you really want to swing for the fences, you've got to have, you know, it's not just one player on the team. It's a whole team. And I think Jason has really done a great job 
um, reach out again if you have questions to him or me if you want. Um, just a great guy who's really, really doing the work. Put your head down, do the work. Hire talent and learn from them to grow your Amazon business. That's my takeaway. EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.